Hi, and welcome to David Essel Alive, helping Americans heal the number one most positive podcast on this planet. I am so glad you're with us, and I am your host, David Essel. We're going to talk about depression today. It is destroying our country. It is elevated now ever since the pandemic began. And I'm going to tell you how difficult it is sometimes to diagnose, especially self-diagnose. I have a personal story that will blow your mind. I am right here with you. I have battled that thing for a number of years, actually 40 years before I even understood that I was battling and dealing with deep clinical depression. More on that in a minute. Hey, you're tuned in on buzzsprout.com to the podcast that has been rocking America for the longest period of time. Started out in my career radio in 1990, and then we have been rocking on radio, TV, and podcast ever since. When you go to David Essel Live at buzzsprout.com, you can listen to all of our podcasts. And I'm going to talk at the end of this uh, little podcast about free books. You can get our free books, three of them, as a matter of fact. But let's get right to the topic. If someone would have told me when I was 20 years old or 18 years old or 30 years old or 40 years old that I was struggling with deep clinical depression, I would have laughed. No matter how true it was, no matter how true it is, that during those periods of time, I was battling something I didn't even know, a dark, unseen force that was actually destroying my self-confidence and self-esteem, but you wouldn't know it. If you saw me back then on stage in front of a thousand or five thousand people, you would have never known I was battling with deep clinical depression. If you saw me at an event, if you saw me at a grocery store, if you saw me on the beach, you would have never known what was going on between my ears. I was deep into the world of depression and I had been possibly from childhood. It did not get exposed until I tell you in a few minutes how it was exposed, but how it stayed hidden was my desire to not face the reality. All of the different signs were there. And as a counselor, I, I could feel embarrassed or I could feel shameful or even guilty that I couldn't self-diagnose, but I'm none of those things because you can't self-diagnose. I mean, maybe some people can, but most of us can't. And regardless of my training, regardless of how many people I had helped with their depression, their anxiety, their PTSD, I could not see it in my own life. And you might go, how the hell, David? How could you see it so clearly in all these other people? But when it came to you, you couldn't. Because I chose the route of self-medication. Many people will use food to cover up their depression as a way to self-medicate. Others will gamble. Others will emotionally spend. Others will use alcohol, others pot, others nicotine. These are all serious drugs. When I talk about like food and depression, sugar, salt, white flour, fat, you consume enough junk food, it will hide. It will minimize your feelings of depression for a short period of time, but they're coming back, baby, and they're going to come back strong as hell. And that's what I did. I almost lost my life because of a deep clinical depression that I had no idea was there. But what are the signs? Like if you're sitting listening going, David, oh my God, first of all, I can't believe that you struggled for 40 years. My Lord, how many people that aren't counselors or therapists or psychiatrists or whatever it might be, how how many of them, what percentage of them may be struggling with depression? And I'm going to tell you a high percentage. Listen, the world of personal growth, whether you're a coach, whether you're a therapist, a counselor, whatever, is filled with a lot of stress. We are taking on people's energy. We are taking on their struggles. And unless you have high emotional regulation skills, you're not gonna know what to do with them. So what did I do every night? 
Listen, and this has nothing to do with the love of work, of being a coach, a counselor, a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist. It has nothing to do with you can love it and be extremely depressed. Let me repeat that. You can love what you do and still carry a deep clinical depression. That's how insidious and tricky this condition is. Now, what are some of the signs for the average individual when they're struggling with depression? They often will sleep too much, or they'll often not be able to sleep, or they'll have an, a, a desire to cover any type of strange feeling, sadness, guilt, shame, uh, anger, rage, frustration, with some type of substance or behavior or activity so they don't have to face the reality of what they're going through. I know it very well. When those feelings would come up were that I maybe I wasn't as good as I thought I was and I had a couple drinks, it went away. When the feeling would come up that I'm a workaholic and I'm putting in way too many hours and I'm not giving myself time off and I'm not taking vacations, these are all signs of workaholism that leads to burnout and the underneath burnout is depression. So it can come in a variety of ways. And if you'll pay attention to what I'm saying, you know, it comes in so many ways that seem opposite, right? Some people overeat, some people undereat, some people oversleep, some people undersleep. We have this uh, inability to find joy and hold on to it. So we're constantly searching. For those with an active depression, I call it, in active depression, you're not feeling yourself, you're using something to self-medicate, and you're always looking for that next big hit that's finally going to bring relief, that next contract, that next relationship, that next, the next time I lose 30 pounds, I'll never gain it again, I'm going to be strong and feel, all of those things can be underlying that depression. Now, how I came to understand that I was battling with something that I didn't even know that I had helped thousands of people overcome in the past came in 1990. And it was the worst day of my life and the best day of my life. It was the day that I attempted suicide and failed, which forced me into a psychiatrist office. And after nine months, he made me go through a psychological battery of tests because he knew I was dealing with much more than just depression. Now, he could explain to me in his office that, listen, the only people that will attempt suicide are those people that are really depressed, extreme anxiety disorders that aren't taken care of, extreme PTSD that's not taken care of, extreme depression that's not taken care of, low self-confidence, low self-worth, high levels of victimhood, which is one of the areas that I did not score high in at all. I've never been a victim, but there are many people that carry that victim mentality, that victim energy, that the reason their life sucks is because of their parents or their partner or the economy or their color of their skin or whatever it might be. So these are victims. These are people that get stuck in the world of the, or the vortex, I call it, of depression because they don't want to take responsibility for a life that is not fulfilling. All of these are signs of depression, isolation, letting go of hobbies that you love, even if it's reading books, when you start to notice that you're not doing the things that bring joy, you're making excuses to not attend to functions with friends because you're feeling down. You just want to be left alone. You don't want to mess with people. These could be all signs of deep clinical depression. Now, when I went through the battery of tests, when they all came back with a thousand different mental health issues that David Essel had, I looked at the psychiatrist and said, that can't be true. 
How could a guy labeled by Lifetime Television as Mr. Motivation, how could a guy on the cover of magazines be called Mr. Motivation and be depressed? I, I, I couldn't grasp it. Logically, I couldn't put my head around it. It must not be true. So I went through the, another battery of the same test, different facility, and they all came back the same. Deep clinical depression, general anxiety disorder, ADD, ADHD, and all of a sudden the picture came clear. But for 40 years, I did not want to admit it. Part of it is being a guy, right? Part of it is being a man. We're supposed to know how to heal. We're supposed to know how to fix it. Listen, I work with professional athletes all the time. We're working with the NBA with their incredible insight into mental health issues in pro sports and America. We're working closely, as closely as we can with them to let athletes know that they're not alone, that they don't have to deal with anxiety, depression, separation from family, all the other stressors they go through, expectations from the coaches, from other players, from the fans, from ownership, et cetera. You don't have to be a professional athlete to battle depression, but there's many professional athletes that do battle depression that we are working with because they don't want it known. They want to keep it underneath the table. Confidentiality is crucial. If you need help, reach out to me at talkdavid.com. We do a free 20-minute phone discovery call where that you and I can talk and I can help you see how I can help you the most. Number one. Number two, go to our website. Grab our books for free, especially Helping Americans Heal. Grab that book for free. Download it. Go through it. We talk about anxiety, depression, grief, a separation. We talk about every mental health issue. Depression is a massive one. The American Psychological Association study, which I refer to all the time, stated that 40% of Americans say their depression right now currently is worse than it's ever been. And of course, I understand why. The pandemic, racial insanity, political insanity, inflation, my God, there's a lot of reasons financial pressure because of losing jobs or getting hours cut back. These can all lead to signs of depression. Don't wait any longer. Reach out to me at talkdavid.com. Get on that free 20-minute call. Jump on that book, Helping Americans Heal for Free. Help yourself. We can help you, but you can also get a jump start. And then once, if you want to work with me, we work with people from all over the world. Listen, because I've been there, I know how it feels. I know how it feels like a trap. I know how it feels like you're underwater, unable to breathe. I know how it feels like when you don't think there's a way out. There is a way out. I can help you there. I had to ask for help to get out of my own depression. I had help for several years with therapists, with psychiatrists, I got off of medication after about the 11th month, between nine and 11 months, I was able to get off of medication, really get rid of the alcohol, get rid of all of the substances that were masking my depression and deal with it head on. I can help you do the same. You're tuned in to the most positive podcast in this galaxy and all the galaxies in the world. David Essel Alive. 35 years now as a number one ranked radio TV podcast host, number one best-selling author, and so much more. Everything is at talkdavid.com. And we are here for one reason only, to bring you good news with David Essel. Wishing you a beautiful day.